Shalom, shalom, family. Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Bread presented by Living for Yahuwah Ministries. And I'm your host, Daliyahu, here alongside my lovely wife. Hafasiba. Yes. And uh, we're here in Tanzania, East Africa. Praying you guys have a good morning, good afternoon, good day, wherever you are. And uh, again, we want to make it better with Daily Bread. Well, we read the word of Yahuwah daily. So, continuing on our reading, today we in Genesis or by the sheet in Abadi, by the sheet chapter 42. And uh, again, just to give you guys a little recap, it's been a heck of a ride so far. And uh, we, we closing it, we getting to the end of the book and it's getting very juicy. So again, this whole book, is about um, the beginning of civilization, you know, starting from uh, Adam in the garden, and then, you know, mankind all experiencing turbulence, some drama from the beginning with the serpent, who got kicked out of the garden, and then man had to find a new way. Then we got Noah, who was righteous in Yahuwah's eyes, Yahuwah destroyed the earth, and then eight people got saved through a flood on a boat. So that was crazy. But since then, since Adam, since Noah, a family has been chosen and found favor with Elohim. And then again, Elohim is revealing what he's doing to this particular group of people. Um, and we're speaking about the family of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, so uh, or Israel. So it's very important because now Yasharal has had sons, the great grandchildren of Abraham, who was a friend of Elohim, Yahuwah warned him about the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, and uh, all these things. So now, Again, we watch the progression and the trials of this family as they travel because Elohim has promised them a promised land. And uh, it's very relevant to us all family because today the promised land is the kingdom that's coming. So again, that's how the book of Genesis relates to us all today, uh, regardless of where we at on the earth. But now, again, the great grandson of Abraham. Joseph found himself in Egypt because he was sold into slavery by his brothers. His father think he did. But lo and behold, people was having dreams in prison. He interpreted some dreams. Now Pharaoh, again, like the king of the world at this point and the king of the greatest kingdom in the world at this point is having dreams that's troubling him. So again, this Hebrew who was stolen from the land of the Hebrews has found favor in, the, in his land of his captivity by having a, a gift from Elohim to interpret dreams. And uh, so now he's found favor with Pharaoh. He interpreted the dream. The famine is coming, family. Again, the famine is coming. And again, very. this is a message that, that's very relevant to what's going on today. And again, that's why we read in scripture because everything is uh, very secular and these things happen in cycles and it's very relevant so today that's a small recap of the day we at the point where we're reading genesis chapter 42 and uh, so yeah let's get into it but before we start reading just you know on the reset our hearts and minds and uh, prepare our minds to Get into the word of Yahuwah and uh, prepare our hearts and uh, just ask Yahuwah for his favor that he allow his word to dwell in our hearts and uh, 
that we we grow from we learn something from it and we able to take it and bear fruit with it so we're gonna stand open our palms spread our hands and pray towards the place where you will put his name Our Father who is in heaven, permit your name to be set apart. Permit your reign to come. Permit your desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We ask and we pray that you give us this day our daily bread. Pray that you forgive us for our sins and our trespasses against your Torah and your commands as we forgive our dead oaths. And as we forgive each other we ask that you forgive us you allow us not to be led into trial but save us and deliver us from the wicked one because yours your is the reign of the kingdom the power and the esteem or the glory so these things and more we pray in the name of our Mashiach and sovereign Yahushua Halal Yor Tudah Yor Yibadakak Yor Amor <clears throat> so, with that being said, let's read Genesis chapter 42. So, verse 1 When Jacob or Yaakov or Yasharah learned that there was grain for sale in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why do you look at one another? <laughs> for real, it's a Hebrew all day. What you waiting for? Verse 2. And he said, Behold, I have heard that there is grain for sale in Egypt. Go down and buy grain for us there, that we may live and not die. Verse 3. So ten of Yosef, Yahusuf's brothers, went down to buy grain in Egypt. But Jacob did not send Benjamin, Yahusuf's brother, Joseph's brother, with his brothers, for he feared that harm might happen to him. Thus the sons of Yasharal came to buy among the others who came, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. Now Yehusha was governor over the land. He was the one who sold to all the people of the land. And Yehusha's brother came and bowed themselves before him with their faces to the ground. Mm. Verse 7. Yehusha saw his brothers and recognized them, but he treated them like strangers and spoke roughly to them. Where do you come from? He said. They said, from the land of Canaan to buy food. Verse 8. And Yehusuf recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. And Yehusuf remembered the dreams mm, that he had dreamed of them. And he said to them, you are spies. You have come to see the nakedness of the land. They said to him, no, my master, your servants have come to buy food. We are all sons of one man. We are honest men. Your servants have never been spies. Hmm, very interesting. Very interesting. Just, I was just talking about this yesterday. Telling some people they spies. Interesting. Verse 12. He said to them, No, it is the nakedness of the land that you have come to see. Verse 13. They said, we, your servants, are twelve brothers. Very interesting. They can say they're twelve brothers, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is this day without father, 
and one is no more. Mm. But Yahushua said to them, It is as I said to you, you are spies. Straight up. But this you will by this you will be tested. By the life of Pharaoh, you will not go from this place unless your youngest brother comes here. It's funny, he said by the life of Pharaoh. We, we see that we, they swearing by they quote unquote Allahim Pharaoh was they mighty one and we know it's a Hebrew custom like Yahuwah say we're going to swear by his name and we see all throughout the scriptures when somebody being honest with you and they being serious they're going to say as Yahuwah live I'm I'm telling you this this and this as Yahuwah live but he say by the life of Pharaoh so that's funny he, he quickly he caught <laughs> he caught on to the customs of the place he living in now nah, by the life of Pharaoh I'm going to tell you y'all are lying Verse 16. Send one of you and let him bring your brother while you remain confined, that your words may be tested, whether whether there is truth in you or else. By the life of Pharaoh, surely you are spies. Verse 17. And he put them all together in custody for three days. For real. And I'm telling you, God, let them know how I feel to be in jail. Verse 18, on, on the third day, Yahuza said to them, Do this, and you will live, for I fear Allahim. No, that's right. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers remain confined where you are in custody, and let the rest go and carry grain for the famine of your household, and bring your youngest brother to me, so your words may be verified, and you will not die. And they did so. Verse 21. Then they said to one another, In truth, we are guilty concerning our brother, in that we saw the distress of his soul when he begged us, and we did not listen. That is why this distress has come upon us. And that's very interesting, because it's been some years since they put their brother in the pit and sold him into slavery. And, uh, you know, but I think that's just like how righteous people are and that's how Hebrew people are it's like when something happened when calamity come upon us we always think about what we did wrong and how to make it right if possible but it's like the prayer we just pray we pray that we don't fall into trial so okay yeah they solely burn the slavery you know everything after that must have been pretty um usual you know everything going along as usual but this minute they get into the adversity you know obviously they're in the famine and they come and he treating them harshly like we just came to buy food. Why you tripping? You telling we we spies and all that? Like and then put them in jail. Like I don't believe you. So they said to themselves like, now nah, we see this this misfortune come on us because what we did to our brother. They thinking back to what happened at least ten years earlier. So it's interesting. Like people, you know, when they get into trial, I'll be, you know thinking back. So and listen, you can see that in what they say. And that we saw the distress of his soul when he begged us and we did not listen. That is why this distress has come upon us. Verse 22. And Reuben answered them, Did I not tell you to not sin against the boy? But you did not listen. So now there comes a reckoning for his blood. So interesting all these, uh, the monologue, the dialogue they send to each other. Because again, scriptures tell us they didn't know, they didn't recognize who he was, but this is what they're thinking about among themselves when... Again, everybody else just getting the line, get the money, get food. Everybody else, imagine 100 people before you and like everybody walking away with food. And then you get to the man, he's like, nah, I ain't giving you nothing. So it's funny how they, they could tell they obviously getting some type of judgment 
verse 23. They did not know that Yahushua understood them, for there was an interpreter between them. Mm. Man, still understood, I believe. Verse 24. Then he turned away from them and wept. Hmm. And he returned to them and spoke to them. And he took Simeon, Shema'un, from them and bound him before their eyes. Definitely the tables have certainly turned. And Yehoshaphat gave orders to fulfill to fill their bags with grain and to replace every man's money in his sack and to give them provisions for the journey. This was done for them. Then they loaded their donkeys with their grain and departed. And as one of them opened his sack to give his donkey father at the lodging place, he saw his money in the mouth of his sack. He said to his brothers, my money has been put back. Here it is in the mouth of my sack. At this, their hearts failed them, and they turned trembling to one another, saying, What is this that Elohim has done to us? When they came to Jacob, Yaakov, Yasharal, their father in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had happened to them, saying, The man, the master of the land, spoke roughly to us, and took us to be spies of the land. But we said to him, We are honest men. We have never been spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of our father. One is no more, and the youngest is this day with our father in the land of Canaan. Then the man, the master of the land, said to us, By this I will know that you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers with me, and take grain for the famine of your households and go your way. Bring your youngest brother to me. Then I will know that you are not spies, but honest men, and I will deliver your brother to you, and you will trade in the land. Gotta make a trade. Verse 35. As they emptied their sacks, behold, every man's bundle of money was in his sack. And when they and their father saw their bundles of money, they were afraid. And Jacob said to them, you have bereaved me, my children. Yahushua is no more, and Shemaon is no more. And now you will take Benjamin? All this has come against me. Hmm. Then Reuben said to his father, Kill two of my sons if I do not bring him back to you. Put him in my hands, and I will bring him back to you. But he said, My son will not go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he is the only one left. If harm should happen to him on the journey that you are to make, you will bring my gray hairs with sorrow. You will bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to Sheol. Very interesting how he accounted the brothers by the wives. Like he 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 my last son from this wife. He had more sons, but it was like this the last son from this particular group of sons. Interesting. Quickly pay attention to all that. Obviously so though. It's like it's, it's blatant. Interesting. So man. What you guys make of that family? You you tell me, you know, um again, interested turning in developments. Um have you ever been in the family? Like what's the longest you ever been without eating? It's just like you know, you could just imagine how desperate the people was, you know, like it's, it's so much to it and um but again 
it's a point where the tables turn for sure. And uh, again, Yahusha remember his dream because that was the dream that started, you know, a lot of set a lot of things in motion. So um, all praise to Yahuwah for just allowing things to come to pass, uh, good or bad, you know. And um, it's a blessing to be had, and it always it's, it's something relevant, always in it when we walking with Yahuwah. So continue to walk slow, family. Continue to um, pray upon everything that happened. You know, sometimes just it's good to sit still, look at the interpretation of things, and see what Allahim trying to tell us. Um, but again, follow up with the Q&A, um, interact with us in the Q&A, let us know what you think about the episode, follow us on social media if you feel led, support the movement, and uh, thank you guys for reading with us, thank you guys for walking with us, we will see you in the next chapter, Shalom. Shalom.